And welcome to this week's episode of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated. And with me, I have the professor. Hello. I'm all right. Awesome. So, you been up to anything exciting this week? Not a whole lot. Just the most exciting thing is probably finding out that I'm making an escape room. (gasps) An escape room? Yeah, so one night only event for my uh, Rover crew. Ooh. So... Are we allowed to offer suggestions such as car batteries with wires to make it so if they go to the wrong area, they get an electric shock? Absolutely. Awesome. I haven't been given any safety regulations. So as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, it's all free game. Fantastic. Make it so the windows are all locked, and if they touch them, they get an electric shock. That'd be easy because um, the Rover Den has like metal grates over the windows. So I just got to hook up the battery to those. Fantastic. So at the end of the night, you'll know which kids touch the windows because they'll be the ones walking out of the hall and their hair will be all up, all nice and fizzy, and they'll be smoking and they won't have touched a cigarette. They'll be like, hi, mom, I'm fine. Yep, and hopefully we've signed all the waivers. Well, yeah, it can be a bit of a problem. (laughs) Anyway, um, we have apologies this week from the DJ. He's got a couple of things going on, so he won't be joining us. So anyone who was looking out to listening to the dulcet tones of our DJ, we apologize. Um, so show this week, we're going to be talking about a few different things. We've got Nintendo, Just Cause, and Elon Musk is deporting a Japanese businessman to the moon. But first up, um, Professor, you want to tell us about Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo's latest dumbest move is a weekly check-in for Nintendo Switch Online to play NES games. So we've now got games that are 30 years old, mostly single-player, and have bloody online DRM. Didn't the other moronic group, commonly known as Xbox, say that they were going to do a check-in, and if you didn't, your Xbox was going to die? Uh, yeah. And it kind of it, it kind of fell flat like a diuretic fart in a glass elevator on a really hot day that's an image i didn't need to have well could have made it worse i could have said it was like an old man with his colostomy bag broke in a glass elevator or going up the escalator but the level of stupidity like how how stupid can these people be like i'm sorry i was going to say retarded but i don't want to pick on retarded people well even even they're smarter here's my favorite part they don't keep your cloud safe data if your subscription runs out which is just ridiculous (laughs) Even okay. uh, PS4 keeps your subscription saves for six months. Xbox keeps them indefinitely and doesn't require money to keep them. And mm-hmm. Steam has for several years now done that for free indefinitely. And it's a dumb thing not to have it indefinite because save games are tiny. They're basically uh. sometimes kilobytes, a couple of megabytes. There's no reason not to save have cloud saves that are indefinite yeah nintendo the people who brought us the most ridiculously redundant show at e3 everyone is here and we have this character we have this character we have this character we have this character we have all of these one and you sit there peeling your eyes and now they've got they've done something so stupid 
that the people on the bus that were going to the special school are going, look, mum, there's someone dumber than me. I honestly can't believe why anyone would think that's the thing to do. I normally give Nintendo a bit of slack because they're a very Japanese company when it comes to business decisions, but uh, so dumb. Yep. Um, I've got nothing. I'm sorry. Like, if if I say anything, I'm probably going. We're going to have people emailing us complaints, going, "You're you're very racist or very offensive." Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is just one of the most ludicrous things I've heard in quite a while. Like, it's just it's it's counterproductive. Like I've said before, with like the reason why PlayStation doesn't do crossover on the platforms with the games is because they've got an awesome setup. Everything's going well. They don't want to go to the other platforms and so forth because it lessens their brand. This is a prime example of how stupid it can be. Like It's just going to weaken. Like Even Microsoft is probably looking at them at the moment going, oh, no, no. Yeah. And then there's the the Switch Mini, which was... Impossible to buy anywhere. The it's Switch not been, Mini? yeah, not the Switch Mini. Sorry, the NES Mini. Ah, and the SNES Mini when it came out. Fair enough. I remember seeing something about that. I was kind of, I was actually intending to possibly buy them, but I, I never did actually see it in the shops. So I never bothered looking for it. Yeah. Oh, here's something else I found while I was checking what uh what NES games are available on the Switch mm-hmm. to see if there are any that really required uh, online service for them. They're mm-hmm. releasing wireless NES controllers. They can um, only available if you have a subscription and cost sixty dollars a pair. Presumably that's USD, and you can only have two controllers per Nintendo account. What the hell? Yeah, these guys don't really understand the idea of party games, do they? No. Now these NES controllers sort of make sense because most NES games are only uh, two-player. I don't believe there's any NES games that can handle more than two players. But, but why would you want to limit people buying things? That's not how you make money. Maybe they're trying to avoid scalpers and stuff. Yeah, honestly, I'm 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 completely lost. Like, this is just the most counterproductive thing that they could be doing. And I'm yeah. trying, and I'm and I'm trying not to just be ridiculously offensive at how stupid this is. So yeah, the. The one thing I can say they have going for them is that it's $20 a year for membership, which is far cheaper than the other uh, online services I know of, but still not as cheap as Steam. But wouldn't you just buy one of the old consoles and just have the games and then you don't have to have an online account? And when they're being annoying, you can just go, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Exactly. I've still got an original PlayStation 1 in my cupboard. Like hooked up to a TV in the TV cabinet. I, so wish I still had mine. They just announced the uh, the PlayStation Mini yesterday. Yes, I'm looking forward to one of them. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough uh, PlayStation games that are going to hold up that haven't been remastered. Ah, oh, come on, man! Like, there's. I used to have about 300 PlayStation games that I played at different times. I even had one that was about going scuba diving. I can't remember the name of it, but it was fun. Is that the one where you uh, shoot sharks with nets? I remember shooting sharks with nets, but I remember you going going free diving and scuba diving and 
you recover treasure and then eventually you disappear with the dolphin. Fair enough. It was a lot of fun and yeah, my brothers didn't like it so I used to get left alone when I was playing it rather than being hassled. Yeah, and uh, speaking um, of dolphins, I saw on Reddit today that Dick Van Dyke uh, was washed out to sea after he fell asleep while surfing and was pulled back to sea by porpoises. Back to sea or back back to to land? Uh, Back to shore. Yeah, my brain is not working tonight. I was just trying to, I was just picturing Dick Van Dyke falling asleep while surfing. That's kind of a scary thing to consider at the best of times anyway. Yeah. And then he, he's, he's been washed out to sea, but then he's been pulled further to sea by the dolphins. They're trying to cover up the mistake. He escaped. We're trying to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> but yes. Hang on. Just got a message. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm flabbergasted at how stupid some of the decisions are. Yeah. Like, if they're going to be bringing, like, if they're going to be having a lot, like, see, you can have more, like, more than two controllers. Like, you can have up to eight controllers. Well. I could understand, but only having two controllers and limiting, that's just, that's like going into <coughs> a, a kindergarten with a big bag of lollies and going, I got a bag of lollies. Who wants one? Okay, I'm going to give you half a lolly because that's all you're allowed to have. And then asking them to pay money for it. And at least uh, they're not limiting the sales of regular controllers. I'm just, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't stand stupidity. I'm, I'm, that's Everything about that is just so stupid that they're doing this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, now you were also talking to us about um, Just Cause. The other day, you were mentioning something about Just Cause 4, I think it is. The latest game in the series could quite possibly be my game of the year, the way it's looking. It's a uh, sort of sequel to Just Cause 4, Just Cause 3, uh, following on from that same engine, same uh, same enemies. It's got the Black Hand, who have been enemies in Just Cause 1 as well. But this time, you're on an island in South America, and it's taking the best parts of all three of the previous Just Cause games and adding in a bunch of features that I thought were missing from Just Cause 3. Okay. I'm I'm looking at a bit of a clip here, and they've got a guy killing a helicopter with a motorcycle. Ah, uh, diehard style. Oh, no, 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 no. Bruce Willis had to use a car. This is a motorcycle. That, that's that's epic. Actually, yeah. just remember the game. You were talk, when we were talking about the um, PlayStation Mini, did you ever play a game called Apocalypse? No, I didn't. Uh, it was a Robin Williams game, and yeah, I can guarantee you will have a laugh. So that's Apocalypse on the PlayStation 1? Yep. So I can't say I know the game, but it is a very generic name. Uh, it does include Bruce Willis. He did the voiceover, and it was all... It was so cliched, it was... Uh, it was it was insane for that, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch it. You run around and you you shoot shooting everyone around you, and it's just kill them all, let God them all, let God sort them out. Can we all just get along? Yeah, the the plot here: a brilliant evil scientist named the Reverend has created a powerful theocracy based on the idea of a rapidly approaching apocalypse. Bloody bloody blah bloody blah, trying to destroy the world. Bloody bloody blah. Bruce Willis, blah, 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 has to stop the Reverend. Okay, minor technical issue there, but I was saying that uh, this game, you play as Bruce Willis fighting an evil scientist named the Reverend 
who is part of a doomsday cult. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like the storyline and everything wasn't that brilliant, but it was just you could sit there, just run along, and you're just shooting and blowing things up. And you had it's brief, like it was, uh, an action movie. It, I think it may like they someone may have wanted to try and convert it into it, but this was after he'd just been doing like Die Hard and so forth, and they had the Die Hard games. And yeah, I think the only yeah. reason why I picked it up was the fact that I was I was picking up one of the Die Hard games at a shop, and they had this there here as well. And I thought, yeah, why not? Bruce Willis is fun. Yeah, and um, so speaking of uh, action movie games. That's basically the whole design philosophy behind Just Cause. Mm-hmm. Sorry for getting sidetracked there, but yeah. Yeah, we went uh, firing off off. but um, So the first Just Cause fell a bit flat for me. It feels like a tech demo. The second mm-hmm. one is absolutely glorious. The third one added a lot of new gadgets, but didn't have the same charm as the second. Mm-hmm. But it does look like the, thir- the, uh, the fourth one is going, to, going back to the roots. And... Uh, a lot of the things I thought were lacking in the third game, like uh, you can attach boosters to things, but the boosters are the same. Like they explode at the end of their fuel. Okay. So what they've done in this one is split the boosters and the sticky bombs into two gadgets. So you can have just a rocket car that doesn't blow up. Well, that's kind of helpful because I, I saw in one of the bits of the clip he straps a booster rocket to his back or something to make himself fly. Yeah. It could be a bit of a disappointing scenario if you explode at the end of it. And there's tornadoes that you get to wingsuit around. Okay. I'm just looking at some of the details here. Um, The map is phenomenally huge. Yes, uh, 1,024 square kilometres. It's almost a small South American country, all on its own. Discover a plethora of wonders as you explore the world of Solis, from bustling cities to rural grasslands. They must have had someone who was trying to get a job working in the travel industry to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I just looked it up to double-check. The map size in Armour 3 is about... 300 kilometers square, including both maps in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be three times as big as that. I hope they can make it feel dense enough that it doesn't fall flat because that's one of the things that uh, Just Cause 2 did better than Just Cause 3. There were a lot more little villages that you could blow up, a lot of little uh, Easter eggs and things to find just traveling around. Okay. Um just looking, trying to find out what's the biggest gameplay maps. And they're saying the Elder Scrolls 2, Daggerfall, was, oh, yeah. I think it was 160,000 square kilometers. I don't normally count uh, Daggerfall in these comparisons, though, because that was uh, almost entirely randomly generated. Okay. So it is uh, technically a big map, but when I'm, uh, when I do, other people might, but when I do my comparisons, I like to only pick the games that have like handmade terrain. Okay. Because otherwise, uh, anyone could make a, an open world generator, Minecraft, yeah. and just make a big map. Well, Just Cause 3 was 1,036 square kilometers, which. Okay, even bigger. Which was slightly bigger. 
Test Drive Unlimited was 1,600, oh, yeah, 1,600 square kilometers. So kind of small. Fuel was 14,000. <coughs> so Daggerfall was randomly generated. No Man's Sky is listed as 18 quintillion planets. Yeah, that's another unregenerated one, though. Yeah. And it shows. It's apparently a lot better than it was at launch, but, wow, that game was disappointing. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that's just going to keep evolving the longer it goes. Yeah, I'm happy they didn't abandon it. I'm just disappointed they rushed it out. Fallout 4 is only 111 square kilometres. I think I've run over a fair amount of that so far since I've only been playing it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, Fallout 2 is a much bigger map, I think. I think it's all of California, Okay. but it doesn't have a map per se. It's traveling between uh, hubs. Okay. So you go to an overworld map, basically. But I have to say, with everything that we're seeing from Just Cause 4, it is like it it may not be the biggest map around, but the details and the graphics are looking superb. And it looks like it's going to be something worth getting into and having a go at. Yeah, it comes out December 4th, I believe. Yeah, so anyone who wants to buy um, the Professor uh, Christmas present, I don't think he would refuse. Not at all. And just just remember, he's part of the Master Race, so it's got to be P... It's it's not PlayStation, it's PC. Yes. Sorry, I was just looking at some of the graphics. I thought he had a false arm. Oh, no, he has a, uh, a metal contraption on his arm for his grappling hook. Okay. So they stole an idea from Assassin's Creed. No, because this one, I'm pretty sure Just Cause 1 is older. Yeah, Just Cause 1 came out in 2006. I don't think Assassin's Creed came out until um, 2007. Okay. I'm hoping the, the no, missions... No, hang on. I thought it came out earlier than that. According to Wikipedia, the first game was November 13th, 2007. Wow, okay. Time's fun when you're having flies. I remember yeah. playing it. I remember playing it talking about it with some of the guys at work. <sighs> yeah, um, I haven't mentioned how crazy the uh, missions in Just Cause are. Mm-hmm. The final mission of Just Cause 2 is riding a nuke while you fight a guy riding on other nukes, jumping between them, while you're trying to hack the nukes so that they don't blow up America and Russia and China, because the uh, the bad guy is this Kim Jong-un type character, and he um, his final solution thing is to blow everyone up and start a war. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good move. Yeah. We knew. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The world and everybody dead. Yes. I'm hyped. Anyway, I think we might move along now. Um, yes, for those that are wondering, yes, Elon Musk is apparently sending a Japanese businessman to the moon. Um, 
it's not actually a deportation. He, the guy's actually won. He's the troop. Uh, well, he's paying to, to go, but he's won the right to be the first one. The big announcement during the week um, was on Monday. Um, <laughs> it's Yusaku Mezawa. I'm pretty sure I've been insulting with mispronouncing his name. But, yeah, um, he, he is the guy that has won the right, and he's taking some artists. So get get out your finger paints and start painting, and hopefully, hopefully you'll get a trip to the moon. Absolutely. That's my favourite part of it. That he's like, well, I could just be a rich jerk and go flying around the moon on my private spacecraft. But no, he's like, inspire the world, and decided he's going to take a bunch of artists with him. And I have, have no to... idea how I'm going to get myself onto that flight. But you have to admit, taking a bunch of artists on a flight that's going to be a, a couple of weeks going to be more fun than having a bunch of scientists because artists are usually pretty crazy and fun to watch. And they're usually more likely to be involved in drugs. Yeah, artists are uh, some pretty interesting people. Just looking at some of the... Uh, I was looking at... Was it... Um, Oh, I can't remember the names of them. Something like, um, I think it was Picasso and a few of them that used to use, they used to drink um, absinthe and so forth. The chemical compounds in that were so deadly as drugs that it makes acid look like nothing. I remember when I, looking at that when I was doing um, some psycholo- psychology studies and the effects of drugs on people. And yeah. Um, and it was pretty pretty popular between in among some of the art, artists. So yeah, I actually have absinthe for the uh, local bottle shop. Not the same uh, it's not, Yeah, it's much lower alcohol uh, volume. It's only like sixty percent instead of eighty percent. Yeah, it's not just the alcohol content. It was also um, yeah. it actually had hallucinogenic compounds in it and some other bits and pieces. So it actually did just eat away a part of their brains and so forth. Whereas, like, alcohol kills us brain cells when you're getting drunk, and that's the reason why you get the high. The original absinthe used to make you hallucinate and just and eat away huge portions of your brain and everything else. So, yeah, that's the reason why. One of the interesting things to consider, don't do drugs. They're bad. Yeah. Um, they just scared me off doing absinthe. Oh, there you go. And acid. And but, everything else, because I'm... Uh, um, Regular middle class straight edged guy. Well, there you go. Uh, Although Oscar Wilde must have been fun to hang out with. Um, there's so many lines I could be saying there, and I'd probably get in trouble for pretty much every single one of them. Um, yeah, Oscar Wilde was a bit of a party animal. I think even Elton John would look at Oscar Wilde and go, "You're, you're just too wild for me." But um, I'm looking at the some of the details here. It's so it's taking the the. Um, by the SpaceX Big Falcon rocket to, and it's—I haven't said an exact date as yet from what, from what I've understood, but yeah, um, I'm so wanting to go for a flight on this with this Japanese businessman that I'm actually going to start doing some finger painting or something. So, an excellent decision. But I have to say though, he looks like he—he's got such a huge smile on his face too. As you would, you're being told that you're the person who's going to go to the moon. I'd, I'd be one of the smiling. first people to go that far from Earth in 40 years. Yep, and it could be happening as soon as 2023. But yeah, they have. It's, they're still working on it. 
although Mezawa is 42 at the moment, so if they do it in 2023, he's going to be almost 50. He'd be, he'd be over... Hey, hey, actually, he's the same age as myself. Mate, come on. I'm, I can be I can be a wingman. Wait, you're that old? Yeah. Fair enough. I, I follow the Peter Pan rule. I don't want to grow up. It's people people don't grow old because they stop laughing. Uh, people don't stop laughing because they grow old. They grow old because they stop laughing. Hey, Bucky, so, can I see your blue card? Pardon? Can I see your blue card? No. Why should I have a blue card? Because even though he's old, he's old enough to start losing his hair... The DJ still got the mental age of a child. Yeah, but <coughs> let's just not go there because we'll get in trouble from the DJ when he hears it. Yeah, little Easter egg for him. It'd be. You guys are so mean, picking on me when I'm not there. Wow, well, we had we had to pay out on him at some point during the show. Yep. Alrighty. Um. So moving along, as we always say in gaming, a quick game is a good game. Um. What games have you been playing this week? I've been playing the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on the Switch. It's the remastered edition of the first three Crash Bandicoot games. Okay. And I've only played the part of the first one so far, but it has held up amazingly well. Crash Bandicoot was always fun to play. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know what I can say about it. It has been said a million times before, but if you're into character platformers, it's still worth it. Are they going to bring Spyro back? Yes, they are. Okay. Then actually, my sister-in-law can have a Switch and play Spyro. And she used to like that game. Yeah, Spyro was good. And um, I'll throw a link down in the uh, in the description of uh, an article I read a couple of months back about the making of Crash Bandicoot, okay. where the guy goes into details of all the little hacks he had to do to get it to work. And going back through the game, it's uh, if you're into this sort of stuff, it's a really interesting look at the, the game design. And you can see all the little aspects that he covers. Okay. It'll be worth looking into. So any anything exciting? Like they, ha- like they haven't actually changed the game. It's still the same game. They haven't added anything into it. Um, they've included, at least in the first one, they've included a level called something like Stormy Peak. Okay. which is a cut level from the original game. They mm-hmm. decided it was too hard, so they took it out. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's an Easter egg to look forward to. Um, I've gone back to... I, I'm playing Tomb Raider, the uh, 2013 version. And it's been a lot of fun, I have to say. It's, it, I, I'm kind of concerned about the fact that she's going swimming in water in caves with dead bodies and everything and she's got open wounds and she's got a face going under and she's coming up gasping so there's all the disease yeah kind of makes me nervous but yeah and then she's running around and she's shooting with a bow she gets the guns and upgrades them that's a lot of fun it's the problem with action you see them get beat up and injured and infected but you never see the six months in hospital that comes right after oh six months she's got a the opening piece she gets a big piece of rebar or something stabs through her abdomen oh yeah below the below the, the gut and i i'm sorry but you, you're looking at more than six months in hospital just for yeah. a wound like that and then with all the infection with all the body pieces 
Yeah. Especially if it pierced the large intestine. Well, if it pierced the large intestine, she wouldn't have been running around. I don't, I don't care how, how tough you are. That's pretty seriously bad. But yeah. Morphine. Yeah. doesn't matter about the painkiller. It's just the fact that you're going to have um, all sorts of stuff oozing out of you and your body's just going to shut down. True. But um, for those who haven't actually played this particular one, it, you're, she's searching for the Lost Kingdom of Yamatai, which is in the fictional area of the Dragon's Triangle, somewhere near Japan, and you're chasing after Himiko, and you have to face the insanely crazy cult-like people who are on the island who want to kill you. So, yeah, you get to find bits and pieces and build guns and upgrade your guns and your bow. It's near Japan. Are these cult people like, are they holdouts from World War II or are they natives? Um, You have, um, because I don't want to give away too much for anyone who hasn't played it. There's ruins that are going back to ancient Japan (laughs) and there's bits and pieces and slices of history all the way through. So you have... um, Japanese, there's there's Japanese bunkers and so forth. There's evidence of Japanese soldiers from World War Two, along with German soldiers from the Nazis. But you don't actually get to shoot the Nazis, unfortunately. Bugger. But um, you have <coughs> American soldiers from World War Two. Um, yeah, the the Solari Brotherhood are survivors of. All different shipwrecks and plane wrecks. Um, the Devil's Triangle is kind of like the Bermuda Triangle, and but the greatest twist comes at the the end of it. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who has, but you, it's it's a lot of fun. And you, there are samurai. You know, that reminds me of um, a side quest in Just Cause Two, where you find the the island from Lost, and it's okay. inhabited by Japanese holdouts. Oh. Could be a, could be an interesting bit of something to look forward to. Um, yeah. I have to say, you, using Keely Hall as the voice for Lara Croft actually isn't too bad. I I really enjoyed this game. It's yeah, like I, I've I've finished all the bits and pieces, and I'm been running around <coughs> just trying to get all the extra bits, like little bits and pieces that I missed in different areas. So, but unfortunately, I can't get back to certain areas because I've destroyed access oh i hate that so i'll no matter what i do i'm not going to be able to get a hundred percent because there's certain areas of the maps that i can no longer get to and i couldn't access the some of the stuff in those areas going through the game because i couldn't like i just didn't have the equipment available like you have for any of the um regular players of the new lara croft when you're using the bow you have a thing called a rope arrow and if you don't have a rope arrow you can't do certain, open certain areas and do certain missions. And yeah, so all I can say is bugger. Yeah. But definitely um, a lot of fun, well worth the money. So yeah. It's been on my list for a while. I will get to it one day. It was on the um, Humble Bundle Summer Sale, I think it was. So just looking at um, list list of awards and nominations for... Lara, oh, for Tomb Raider. 
2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. Uh, won, a, won a fair swag and been nominated for fair swag. So, yeah, best of E3 from a few people in 2011 and 2012. So, the, the gameplay is... It, it, the mechanics of it just works so well. Like, it's one of those uh, franchises where they they just keep producing great fun games to play and it just they don't do half measure deliveries they go the whole hog and it's by square enix who are it famous is. for everything else yeah well them and bethesda two of the two brilliant studios that, that produce amazing games yep um anything else I don't, it's kind of sad we haven't got the dj because we we don't get to ribbon him for not playing any games yeah, well, he might have been playing games this week. We don't know. Um, any shout outs you want? You haven't given me or anything? No, I didn't come across any really. You've okay. got a few there, I see. Um, yeah, James Gandolfini, um, the American actor from The Sopranos, born in Westwood, New Jersey in 1961, died in 2013. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, born this week in 1971. She was the American actress from The Nutty Professor, um, Menace to Society. She was also in Independence Day, opposite um, her husband, Will Smith. And she is 50% responsible for the crimes against humanity that are the youngest Smith's performance in Karate Kid. Yes, and also. The song Whip It. Yeah, does yeah. she sing in that? That was her daughter. Oh. So uh, that's that's a that's a joint mistake there. That's that's a father and mother, I'm sorry. I suppose when you've got such amazing parents it must be hard to live up to it. Um yeah, I'm just not gonna go there. I think we'll move on. Um yep. Dizzy Rascal was born this week. Um real name Dylan Quabina Mills. English rapper for Bonkers, um, the song that was in the Kingsman movie in the car theft scene, was born in London. Um, also this week in 1812, the Great Fire of Moscow burns out after five days. 75% of the city was destroyed with 12,000 killed. <clears throat> Napoleon was a naughty, naughty boy. That's and, a serious fire. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things like... People don't really talk about some of the, the, the these sorts of fires and situations. Like you hear about the Great Fire of London and Rome burning down while Nero played his fiddle. Was it he fiddled his play? I can't remember. But yeah, the Great Fire of Moscow was pretty epic. Like a barbecue going for five days. Yeah. Um, though I feel like the reason we don't hear so much about the Great Fire of Moscow is because of the Red Scare. I thought it was just because they they stopped all reporters and everything it was not. It did not burn down. It was it was a small house. It was not a. It was not the entire city of Moscow. Were they doing that sort of stuff back then too? Well, yeah. The the czars had their own had a secret police. They actually started up the whole. So they they, they led to the the formation of the KGB. They had their own secret police that used to go around and kidnap people and do all sorts of things. So Russia's had it ingrained into their society going back a few centuries now. Um, 
yeah, most pretty much any organisation, any imperial presence has that sort of secret police that controls the media. So yeah, look at America, dummy down the world. But yeah, anyway, let's move along. Uh, one quick thing: I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page on the fire. Mm-hmm. It has a map of the city with a shaded area indicating the destruction. Mm-hmm. Worth a look. Yeah, I had a look during the week, and it was actually rather scary. Like, I'd hate to have been there and lived through it. Yeah. So, but, sorry, you were going to say something? No, just fill in space. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and also this this week in history, we had the premiere of A Streetcar Named Desire. Um, premieres in 1947 and was going through until the... This is on Broadway, and it was going through until the early to mid-50s, I think it was. So pretty epic run. So, yeah, um, looks like that's it for another week. So hope you hope we, you've enjoyed yourselves. We haven't got the DJ here, so we haven't got our tweet, but I'm sure you know all the social media stuff. Um, yes, our Twitter, at nerds, no, at and amalgamated. Our Google account, nerds. Uh, dot amalgamated at gmail i believe okay i should have written down um our facebook page mm-hmm. come and harass us there we're on stitcher and itunes so yeah if you have any ideas any feedback please send us a message anything any you want to hear us talk about any games you'd like us to play um let us know we're happy to look into it um yeah, and so... And we are looking towards getting some special guests on soon. So if yes. you know anyone who you'd like us to have a chat with, send us the details, with that permission, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely um, let let us know that... Let, let them know that you're, you're going to pass it on to us. Yeah, I mean, last time no one told me, and when you turn up at someone's doorstep like that, oh, just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Anyway, um, it's good night from me. I'll uh, see you next week. Hooray. Uh, Hold on, I've got to fill in for the DJ. See ya, guys. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.